welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards! Yeah! It's the Muppet Show! Um, it's 2019, it's 2019, and just for you, Pete, jingle, 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 because I just had a quick chat with Pete, who's a friend of the show, and he says, oh, I'm going to miss the jingle, jingle, jingle at the beginning of the show, so that, Pete, was just for you. Um, joining me, t- joining me today, he's, 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 he's a man, well he was a man, he's kind of almost like an, an, an institution, he's the... <laughs> He's getting, he's getting to be known Cor- as the corrupt. As the corrupt. <laughs> he's kind of, he's kind of one of these people. He keeps, he keeps turning up places, and everywhere Herpes. he goes, everybody just likes him. Uh, he turns up <laughs> for six months, baking up a cream. I, I met this person at Tabletop Scotland, and uh, and we had a, we had a good, a good day, which would probably mark at least a six point five out of ten. So that was that was quite good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a solidly above average day. It was definitely so. So joining me from um, um, I did the joke last time. We're not going to do the game. We're not going to do the joke again. Uh, it's Ross Connell from More Games. Please give me more games. Give me more and, Ross. Uh, hello, Ross. Uh, hi. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi, everyone. Hey, it's good to see see you all again. Um, it's good what, to be what an honor. screaming into the void. What an honor. <laughs> Second time on the podcast. I know. It's like a dream. Um, except I've not got a halibut for a face. Or maybe I have because the cameras are switched off. You know, it's just one of these I think things. I'd like you more if you had a halibut for a face. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'd have those just glassy yeah. eyes. Yeah. It'd be brilliant. It'd be able to like, play the card game. It's like, what, what card Rich are going to play? And it's like, I'm looking at his eyes. And all I see is, all I see is, all I see is nothing. Mm. Nothing at all. Him with those halibut eyes. Halibut eyes. For One me. look at you, and I can't disguise. Halibut eyes. It's a haiku. Or a loku, depending on where you're going in Scotland. Moo. Um, the reason that we do this, well, let's face it, usually at the beginning of the year, everybody goes, right, we're going to change stuff. Let's bring in new theme tunes, and let's bring in new graphics, and let's bring in new a new segment on the show. And we, I'm quite lazy, so I'm not going to bother doing that. And I understand people just want the same old stuff. Because that's what you kind of want. So it's 2019. I'm here. I'm 44. I'm the scores on the doors. Um, you know, <laughs> I was going to say the scores I'm on the your... doors. 44. Is that the, is that the scores on the doors? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody today about bingo, mm. and I was reminded of the fact that number 10 used to be Maggie's den. That's what they used um... to call it. So there you go. Two little ducks. You know, we could go through the whole bingo. Uh, so I'm like a... 34. Like... Uh, don't know. Just, yeah, I don't like that's that sums it up, doesn't it? Really, just, well. <laughs> just the sigh. Thirty four shrug emoji. <sighs> you know, um, for people that haven't listened to this before, and are just like, why? Bless why, you, why bless you, you for tuning what? in now. <laughs> exactly. It's like, do you know what? You've kind of went. You were had a choice between getting an expensive steak and getting a slightly cheaper steak and you went for the cheaper steak and you unfortunately you cooked it about maybe three or four minutes too much and now it's a bit chewy so you're just gonna have to chew your way through it and get through it with the both of us because this is how it's gonna be because there's gonna be no format this place is gonna go everywhere we asked for questions we've got one you know that's (laughs) that's that's where we are 
And you know, it's a typical, probably it's a trolling, it's a troll, it's a trolling uh, question. I have no doubt because it's from um, Bill at the Incorrigible Club, and we'll we'll go into that at some point, or we might just completely forget about it. Yeah, forget you know, about Bill. Bye, Bill. See you, Bill. Later, Bill. Anyway, um, <laughs> when we spoke, we was had that, a little chat. When was that? April, May, June, something like that. July. Yeah, yeah sure. Can't remember. You know, it was at some point. Things were progressing quite well because you were really kind of making a name for yourself. And then you, a couple of things happened. Um, <clears throat> you went to the Shut Up and Sit Down a Con. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shop Con. Sean Connery convention, yeah. I was very disappointed because it was not what I expected at all. Oh dear! You just imagine folk going, Ross, you're a shite. You're a shite. You're a, you're a shite for sure. Smoke eyes. me a kipper. That's no it. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 yeah, that's that's wrong. That's quoting Red Dwarf. What are you doing, boy? <laughs> Come back here. We called the dog Indiana. Um. Anyway, but so you went and did shut. Sh- sh- still don't know. Shut. 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 Shut up, the shut up, shut up and sit down expo. Shut. Oh, there you go. So you did that. Uh, well, I went to it. I, I think d- did it was is a generous <laughs> reflection. And can I just say that for everything I do now? Did did the shops earlier? <laughs> did the shop? Did, did the walk? Did my dinner? Did, did a shit? Shoes. Did a shit? Came on the podcast, so you know. It's important because it's not hard worse than going like I've got that yeah. with a slight itching feeling, <laughs> you know. Well, that. Uh, I don't. I don't ask any further about. I that. need to get. I. You definitely don't. It's just you know. I always say. Always wipe. And if you're not sure, wipe twice. But um, so you went and did that, and mm. uh, you've been travelling a bit up and down the country. You've kind of been making yourself available, kind of here, there, and everywhere. I mean, was that? I mean, was that a conscious effort? Was that something you decided actually? Do you know what I'm going to do? It's, I'm going to get. Out you of make there. it sound like I just fell asleep on buses a lot and just. <laughs> just <laughs> I just woke up in a different... Oh, just Let's just see if there's an expo going on. Hopefully there I is. I just imagine you kind of packed up kind of like extra meeples and dice and, you know, I mean, just replacement stuff and you went yeah. about like the littlest hobo. Yeah. And it's like, there's a voice that keeps on calling me. It's a really weird just, littlest know, hobo though because I just have like small little pictures of my own face just that I carry with me and give to people. Like I'm a re- weirdly, weirdly narcissistic littlest hobo. <laughs> Imagine if on the Littlest Hobo, it was just a dog running around with like a a, a framed picture of itself that it, that it gave to people. I, I remember that dog. Well, do you remember what he looked like? Why? Well, sure, he gave me a picture. <laughs> just got a, I got a sticker and a pin badge. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 do you know where he is now? I don't know, but if you check his Instagram, he's just taking some fine and matty photos. He's live updating uh, his life. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, eight minutes in, pure nonsense so far, so it's all good. Um, as I said, was that like a oh, yeah, decision? You did, you did, there was you? a question in there, wasn't there? Um, there was a question, yeah. I think what happened is I was really having a nice time. Every occasion I went to an expo, I thought, well, this is really nice. I should do that again. And so, uh-huh. I, and, and that w- that's as far as it went logically. And then a lot of the time it would be a week, two weeks before something. Not for something like Shucks, but 
Essen, mm. for example, that was decided, I don't know, like 10 days before a friend of mine asked, are you going to Essen? And I was like, no, mm. I can't get the time off work. And he said, well, there's space in my hotel. And so I was like, well, I'll just come for some of it. And I just, um, I went for like half of Essen rather than the whole thing. What F- was it like? What oh, was it like? Oh, it was splendid. I had a very good time. Fiscal irresponsibility gets you a really long way in life. So <laughs> you just decide, okay. it doesn't really matter that I can't afford it. I just yeah. Uh, yeah. You just have to do it. Essen was just great. There was a lot there was a lot of people there. It was the first day I arrived, I made the bold choice to circumnavigate the whole expo. So I walked like eight miles and wow. and didn't really I didn't I didn't play a single game on the first one. I was kind of playing like tag with a game. I'd like just touch it and run away. Um <laughs> Just yeah. Past and yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. idly moving a counter and yeah. that. And just thought, going, what are you doing? Which is that guy with the beard who keeps handing out badges. Yeah, yeah. I just stuck my stickers on people and running around. <laughs> just stuck them. <laughs> I just stuck them just, random just, on the yeah, bottom. It's like a legacy a, game now. It's a legacy game. Like boom, and subscribe. Boom. That was just, I shouted that as I slapped stickers onto people's faces. Like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> I think it's I working really well. Yeah, click the bell, oh. yeah. Click the bell every single day. Um, is it as is it a scary place as well? I am uh, I'm a I'm a brave young man, as as you know. Uh, you could probably you could probably tell by my rugged yes. my rugged exterior. Lack, and your battle scars. My battle scars. Uh, I didn't find it intimidating. A lot of people were like, bear in mind, it gets very very busy, which it does. There's got a lot of crowds, which there are. Um, but I found it fine because as long as you're not in a rush and as long as you don't get anxious in busy places, which a lot, some people do, I'm okay Hmm. with it. Uh, so I found it very manageable and fine. I actually, um, liked it. It never really bothered me. All you do is just go, oh, well, it's an absolute nightmare in there. I'll go around Hmm. and you just find like a a slightly slower route round. Um, so you avoid the crowds. It's, it's okay. It's manageable. Are you saying you're using common sense and practicality to well, get these things? Well, I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but I am known uh, for common sense and practicality on the rare occasion. <laughs> I, you know, I mean... Um, that was me blowing my I, trumpet. That's, can you do a saxophone? A saxophone? Because um, as I said, you, you have your thumb in your mouth. So thumb in my, oh, uh, yeah, I'm it's not, only a real thumb. It's uh, only a real okay. impression um, if you've got a thumb in your mouth. That's only... <laughs> I'm that's, trying to think. You've um, Mark Cook decided this. Now I've just got... Okay. <laughs> well, it must be right then. Um, well, obviously. What's, uh, He's a convention owner. And you know, okay, here we go. Uh, right. <laughs> So, I've you know. been playing some board games, <laughs> and I roll my dice. I'm never going to game again. I'm never going to game again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never. No, nah, I can't even think. I, I, I made something up at the beginning of last show, and I just said I'm not going to make anything more up. Do you know what I mean? Right. I can't even remember what's Careless Whisper. What could it be? I don't know. You should you should have put your? It could be all about people interrupting or quarterbacking games. Ooh. It's a careless whisper. No one and they likes, come up and they said, No one likes quarterbacking. Like no one likes quarterbacking. I just, I just came up and whispered and just went, I would have went for the oil resource myself, eh? But just you, just you crack on, mate. Do you know what I mean? Or, you should have, 
You should have gone to Atlanta and cured it there. Eh, eh. Pass it on. <laughs> I love the um, the pure Scottishness of the, you should have done that. Eh. <laughs> but just, just but like, crack on. Like, it's like, it's like just, you TV. It's, yeah. it's like a full, it's a Scottish full stop, isn't it? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> and it's just a way, it's allowed, it's a way for people kind of, um, Scottish people breathe through their skin, as you know. So we don't need to actually breathe in or out. So you can just, you know, and normally when people speak, they get to the end of a sentence and they would go, and they would breathe in. Scottish people don't just, they can just continually exhale because of the way that they breathe oxygen. So they can just go, so I went to the shops eh, and then I got to the dentist eh, and they said that I should have gone and got my teeth done eh. and not actually. Can we not just have an hour of this? This is, this, this is what I want to listen to. Do you know, just like that. When he got that, got in a comic shop, because eh, the new Domino's in eh, and it's fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh dear. Uh, are you, and this is me going back to me, Michael Parkinson. Okay. Are you the type of man who seeks out experiences over material possessions? Because to me, <clears throat> And from <laughs> you what just stop to have a drink. No, I, I kind just of my throat a bit. That's what happens. I got Michael Parkinson throat, and I just needed to to jump back out of it. Michael Parkinson me, throat. Yeah, but to me, was this a bit of a kind of an experience trip, like going to Essen, going to Tabletop Scotland, places like that? Was it just like getting out and saying, right, I want to do these things and actually meet a lot of people and kind of really get enveloped? in the kind of the hobby, but the meeting people side of the hobby, as opposed to the sitting down and playing side of the hobby. So, I don't I don't really have any, like, over overarching plan to anything I do. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like doing things. I like getting out of the house. I like seeing people. I'm not a nervous or shy human. So, part of it was like, why, why wouldn't I do that? It seemed like the year... Before I went to Shucks for the first time, and that was in Canada, but I only went to the UK Games Expo in the UK. So I'm like, why am I flying all the way to Canada to go to an expo, yeah. but then not going to expos in the UK? I thought, oh, well, that's stupid. That's something that you can, you know, should probably look into and make more of an effort to to attend local. Con- I think I went to nine conventions last year, something like that. Yeah. And I was going to go to more, but I had to start, well, mainly my bank balance had to start <laughs> giving me uh, gentle reminders that I, I I can't afford it at all. <laughs> at the time, I was only working three days a week, and it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm flying to Germany, I'm flying to Canada, I'm flying to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> on on whose budget? I don't know. 2019's budget. 2019's yeah, exactly. budget. Exactly. I don't need to worry about it. I can keep this debt going and pass it on to any children. And so, so yeah. So it, it was. It was very experience driven. Um, and you know, I came to Tabletop Scotland because a couple of nice people went. I'm going to Tabletop Scotland, and I thought that sounds nice. So I just booked. <laughs> and so about two weeks before, I just booked a flight. And then you appeared, and then, and then I, I kind of like I had that kind of that. Um, <clears throat> And I said, I think I said this on the last show. I kind of had this experience when I kind of went and went, you're him, eh? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're that Ross from Board Games place. Oi, mate. Oi, mate. 
right. You must have thought you were getting into a fight. It's like, what have I done? Some kind of strange guy yeah. kind of standing. Because you're not aware of your um, of your kind of your height until people remind you. And I'm just, I'm a shade under like kind of six foot. So it must have been, must have, you're sitting down. I was down, very, you're sitting down I was very intimidated. I was like, <laughs> this, is like All right, man, this guy's a, an absolute animal. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's yeah. a, a real piece of work. That, what accent's that? <laughs> that's almost uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, anyway, that's almost yeah. Northern Irish. Yeah. You know. like, well, I've been traveling a lot. Uh, and one thing you'll find, uh, a friend of mine when I was a, when I was at uni, he um, he had been to Australia for six months, and so um, for the next five years, he used to say that people thought he had an Australian accent and. He, he didn't. He just sounded like a cunt. So I suppose that's, um, you know, that's, it's not really the same thing. It's not. Oh, my days. You just throw me with that. You might need to bleep that I one. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe we could be, this could be the way, this could be the year that we get edgy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I might yeah. just overdub it and say, bum. You know, yeah. you could do that. I suppose I don't know. Front, you could no shout. Idea. You could shout front bum over the top of it, and that would smooth <laughs> things keep, out a little bit. Keep dubbing <laughs> over, over and over Just again. Just dub front bum over half of what I say. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. This is not that type of podcast. <laughs> We're not kind of that level of obscene. Maybe we are. We don't know. Um, but you had fun. I had fun. We kind of played a couple of, managed to play a couple of games and saw a couple of things going on and uh, got roped into a kind of a Formula One game. Uh, um, do you know you kind of go, I want to be that friendly, outgoing, mm. approachable type guy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. somebody says, oh, do you fancy coming over and playing a game? And I was like, I sat down and I played like this Formula One game mm. with cards and it was dreadful. It was terrible. What was it called? Formula... One game no, it wasn't Formula D or anything. Like that. It was a proper, yeah, it was actually called the Formula One car game with cards for where you pick a card and then you put it down. And I just kind of, I kind of lost interest because it was just like draft a card, you know, take a card. That sounds it like Everything it sounds like downforce where you own teams and you race cars and there's it an wasn't. auction. It wasn't. No, I loved. I loved downforce. Was I was. Fun. I was going to say. Downforce yeah. is apparently an awful lot of fun. This oh, wasn't an awful lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then we tried to uh, figure out microbrew. Oh yeah, we yeah we did. We sat there. <laughs> we just, we just it was there, towards man. the end of the, the end of the day. <laughs> it was so funny. Didn't have the mental capacity for that. <laughs> I think there was a lot of like. It was one of those things that I think when you play games, you always expect. One of you's someone to the, step up, whatever, to somebody <laughs> to step up to the plate and just go, guys, I got this under control, right? It's very yeah. simple. You take three of them, you take two of them, you go here, you go there. It's like when you want a quarterback or well, you want somebody explaining on that, the rules. On, the, on that same evening, I think I just, I just was at the level where I just had to watch a game of scythe for two hours. I didn't have the capacity to take part. I just watched people play. Was that, was that, was that James, James Naylor, and I think it was Ian. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unpopular mechanics, good and they memory. just brought out, um, and they were sitting there with their partners, and I was like, "Oh, I'd really like to play all fresh faced, all fresh faced, and ready to go, all ready to go." I was burnt. We I was burnt out. <laughs> we were looking at microbrew, <laughs> and it was nothing against like Sarah and Nigel. Oh, it looks like a great game. 
I went back later on and I was like, oh, right, this is what you do. But at the time, we're just looking at it and going, this is really complicated for such a small town. Mm. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go out of bed. But it was good fun. No, I would definitely. I'm going back this year again. And then I did my rant about terraforming Mars. <laughs> which well, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Why wouldn't you? I, I don't know. Do you know what? Do you know what I know? First, uh, nobody no, no knows this, but potentially, potentially, we have got Stronghold Games coming on the show. Really? So that's going to be that's going to mm. be awkward. <laughs> that's going to be a bit awkward. So, going to be talking about that. Um, but aside from obviously you being kind of like trekking, sorting out people's problems, like Kane and Kung Fu. Um, I've changed your own from a little hobo because it clearly didn't work. But um. You started to kind of dip the toe in the water of actually kind of getting involved in the hobby in a professional basis. That's a generously phrased sentence. Um. Well, I mean, I was trying to be as generous as I possibly <laughs> could. <laughs> but you have been doing some stuff. You've been doing um, photography. Yeah, yeah. So... Strangely, for me at least, um, last year um, Osprey Games contacted me and said, "Oh, oh, we like your pictures. Do you want to take pictures for me? Do you do product photography?" And I said, "Not really, um, <laughs> but I can, I can have a good go at it." And they said, "Yeah, that sounds nice." So anyway, I did that, and I'm about to start taking photographs of my fifth project with them and i've got three more in the pipeline with osprey and three other game companies have got me taking photographs for them so that's the thing that's kind of nice how did did that happen did you did they just say could you do it they literally did a couple of examples they they messaged me and they said hey we like what you do would you be interested in doing product photography for us? And I said, right. yeah, that sounds really interesting. Uh, but I've actually done some product photography in the past, um, uh-huh. but never for board games and stuff like that. And I don't have a portfolio of that, unless you count mm-hmm. my Instagram as the form of a portfolio, I suppose. Um, and so I said, yeah, let's let's have a go at it. You know, send us a brief. I'll send some roughs, see what you think. And they were like, yeah, this this looks great. Let's do it. And it went from there. And then obviously once I did one project, then they were like, okay, we've got three more projects. Do you want to do them? And I was like, yeah. And so then we had an agreement to do those. And now they've got a bunch more projects coming out this year that I'm working on. And a few other people have said, oh yeah, I like what you've been doing so far with Osprey. Do you want to, do you want to give us a hand? And that, yeah. That's a, is that's, that, that's a is nice that a thing. kind of thing you have to be quite public? Are you allowed to be, you, be quite public about, you know, I'm now, because t- I've noticed a couple of times on like, Obviously on Instagram and on Twitter, you saying, hey, look, I've been involved in this. So I take it that allows you to kind of be pretty, I mean, it advertises, it says, you know, it's there. You know, this is what I can do. Come along yeah. and get it. I must be, it must be a pretty easy, people will like it or not, I guess. Yeah. So when I started, I didn't bother saying anything about it. So I was like, if I'm rubbish, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm taking photographs for Osprey at the moment. And then like, they don't want any of them because they're shit. <laughs> so I kind of, <laughs> I kind of saw, <laughs> well, you know, so I saw how it went. Uh, and then obviously it went quite well yeah. and they, and they wanted me to continue working with them. So I was like, well, 
I'm doing it. So I may, and I, so I said to Osprey, is it cool if I just like mention yeah. that like this is what's going on? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. To be fair, you know, that why they, they were like, yeah, that's, yeah, talk about it if you want. And so I just occasionally do it. I think there's a, there's a problem with anyone online self promoting and it's like, what's a healthy amount of self promotion and what is like an unhealthy way? You're like, check me out. Hit, hit me, hit me up. Um, you know, get in touch. So I think there's there's a difficulty of drawing, like the treading that, walking that line of making people aware that you are doing a thing, and it's quite good, and banging on about it. So I I, I try and do it in like a natural way. Like if I've just finished taking photos of something, I'll say, oh, I've just taken photos of this. Or like if I'm about to start something, I'll go, oh, I'm going to take some photos of this game this week. And that's like, it's just like, it's like a matter of fact thing rather than being like, guess what, everyone? I'm a pretty big deal these days. Wearing my big boy <laughs> I, pants. I put on a different voice. Yeah. Whenever when I talk photographs, I'm like, yeah, you can just turn your back. Can you just slide your sides? Yeah, that's, that sounds really uh, sinister when, <laughs> when you use those phrases. You won't need your car keys. Um, you know that kind of thing. Um, yeah, last person I gave a lift to, home. I didn't give them a lift home. <laughs> um, what's that yeah. camera for? It's so I because I like to keep the evidence but burn the bodies. <laughs> um, but that must be cool. That must be a bit of a confidence boost to get actually, you know, somebody kind of saying, right, we like the stuff that you're doing, but can you? I never, I I never really would have thought to directly approach publishers about doing something like that. Um, so someone approached. I was always just like, if people want me to do it, they'll get in touch. Kind of like, you know, if it happens, it'll happen. But I never really thought anyone would get in touch. So it was kind of nice that someone actually did, uh, and that's that's kind of started the ball rolling on it. Whether or not it um it it it, it continues to be a regular thing at the minute. Like, you know, for the start of the year, I'm taking photographs on like seven projects in like the first two months. So that's, I'm actually on top of my regular job. I'm actually going to be like, my schedule's full. Um, so that's nice. But with any kind of freelance stuff, you never know if there's going to yeah. be a series of jobs or it'll just be them. So for me, like you said earlier, did I go to those conventions because it would be an experience? Yeah, that I went to it because I thought there'll be some nice people there. I like playing games. I like getting out of the house and I like doing new things. Well, for the photography, it's yeah, I like looking at games. I like staying in the house and I like doing new things. So, you know, it all it's all just like a general interest in seeing where things go cuz I'm curious and I like I I enjoy it and I'm also quite, you know, it's just nice to 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 do something. Um and spend a lot of time in it and be satisfied that it's good and someone else thinks it's good in a non-work well i guess it is work but it doesn't feel like work i know i think it's yeah it's it's one of these strange things though is it's like you end up if you end up in a freelance situation you end up kind of grabbing everything that you can mm-hmm just in case it kind of dries up yeah. and then you don't want to end up being in the situation where you've got kind of like too much on which is always a fear because I've been here yeah, very yeah. close with the show in a place where I've like I've like went, oh my goodness, I've now got to edit umpteen levels of pork numbers of podcasts, and I know it's going to take X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to make sure that are you are you 
being quite strict to make sure that you're still getting time to enjoy the hobby as is, that you are getting time to kind of like play games and not be just using the time to, to do the photography or be pitching to someone else or, you know. Well, I, I, <clears throat> I haven't really pitched to anyone. So I like, that's something that I might consider, <laughs> might consider <laughs> doing. Um, as far as I pitched was just like, I just said on Twitter, I've taken some photos. Does any, Jay, I, I, <laughs> say what I want any photos doing. And loads of people went, oh, like, 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 retweet. And then I didn't hear anything. And I was like, oh. <laughs> everyone, I got like a standing ovation. And then everyone just left. <laughs> Everybody turned around yeah. awkwardly. Yeah. Kind yeah. of shuffled in their yeah. seat. Um, yeah, like, yeah, someone farted. Give me a call. Give yeah. me a call. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. This has been this has been great. I'll call you. I'll call you. Why if you, you why haven't got my number. Me. Come back. You haven't got my number. I'll call you. You haven't got my number. Um, Bye. <clears throat> doing the sort doing the actual call sign with a thumb and the yeah. finger sticking out as well. Yeah. I'll call you. How on Twitter? I don't have a call feature. Exactly. Um. So Bye. I'm. I would say that I'm at the fortunate position at the minute where I, I have like probably as much work as I want to take on. And I've not been offered anything additional to it. So it's actually like yeah. a, a perfect balance that naturally, somehow naturally, I'm at a position where I'm kind of like maxed out with how much work I'd want to be doing. I'll not maxed out. Don't, I'll never say maxed out. I've got loads of time. If anyone wants any work doing, uh, just hit me up. <laughs> like, subscribe, <laughs> ring that bell. I've got all the time in the world. I've always Who got time for you, sleep? babe. I've, I need this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always, You're I, double finger pointing at the screen just now. I could just tell you. I, I, um, time for you, double finger point. <laughs> I um, I said to a friend the other day. I said that I've I've basically I'm, I'm enthusiastic about it. Also, I'm fully. I always make time for things, but I I, I don't want to be in a position where I'm just saying yes to stuff for the sake of it. Um, yeah. And like you say, that you don't have time for anything else. I have a weekly game night. So every Tuesday, friends come around and we play games together. This week, um, I also played games on Sunday and I also played games yesterday. So yeah, I'm still making time to enjoy the hobby and I'm not letting things like this consume it. You might have not seen, so whilst obviously I'm doing some photography as well, I've also got mm. my best board game art vote going on at the minute. I was that was on part of the show. Oh. So if you look at section oh, three, um, number oh, fifteen, oh we're yeah, okay. get on to that. Yeah, but under favorite, um, favorite shoe celebrities. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> that's it's amazing. That celeb- that's that celeb- that's celeb- celebrities made out of shoes. That's or that's- celebrities. That sentence made so little sense. All you could do was just say yeah. Even you had nothing but come back with that. You should. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you've gone. You're going somewhere, Anakin. I can't follow. Um, you know. um, do you get chat? I mean, does your um, does your partner? Can you, do they play games with you? <laughs> it's not well, like the turkeys. <laughs> not going to Canada she, again, um, boy. <laughs> she's uh she is a freelance artist um yes and she is actually really 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 busy at the minute so normally she does play games but at the minute she's got so much work on she doesn't actually have any time um which is which is which is fine to be fair because mm-hmm. um 
I have my weekly game night and I go out if I need to play things. I always, I always think when you, there's a difficulty when you date someone and you are a complete obsessive with a hobby that, to, like, you could use like in a way to like try and nudge them into the hobby more than they necessarily want to play. Um, and so I've been quite self-aware of not being demanding in that in that way and trying to ensure that I. I'm satisfied outside of the relationship as well as within it. Uh, I don't. I don't need to fulfill those desires with my partner. I can seek other no. partners to fulfill those desires for me. You're putting on a very different voice to talk about that, but I think it is sometimes important in a relationship that you have your own thing mm. and that you can walk away. No, I mean in all seriousness. I mean, I get. I know some people that what they do is they play games together constantly. Yeah. And there's part of them it's this that says, I'd love to come home and there'd be like a kind of a trail of rose petals, you know, <laughs> going into the going into the dining room. And then there's candles everywhere. And in the middle, there's root with all the expansions. And she goes, What do you want to play first? Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong, like if my partner said do you want to play some games tonight? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, totally. But yeah. but that you know, it's often not the case, and that's okay. So I'll I'm more leave it to her to want to get involved. Plus, there's a there's a, there's a weekly game night at my house, so if she wants to play games, she can play then games. She can. Then yeah. you know, it's always on the literal table on a Tuesday if she wants to join in. And we do play games uh, when she's got more time. We've been playing Chronicles of Crime. We mm-hmm. really like like Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective or Near and Far or, or um, Above and Below. So storytelling games we tend to play. Um, yeah. Or she loves Azul, massive Azul fan, likes Carcassonne. We played a lot of Carcassonne and Azul last year. Obviously, Carcassonne was uh, previously on Ross. I went to Carcassonne. It was. So uh, we went to Carcassonne together, me and my partner, not me and you. You weren't invited. Um, and I did ask. Yeah, well, you know. Cold shoulder. And we uh, we played a lot. Still hurts. We played a lot of Carcassonne there. And then I bought Azul later in the year because I thought she'd really get a kick out of it because she likes patchwork as well, puzzle games. She likes them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just um, <clears throat> there's a level of, there's a level of uh, addiction in this hobby, and she is, uh, you know, probably uh, more of a, a weed level, and I'm like freebasing whatever I can get my hands on at this point in time. So, <laughs> you know, it's a different, it's a different, you know, I, I've, I've got one tooth, and, you know, I haven't seen my family in years. So that's the level I'm at. You're the point of sores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm no. I'm a mouthful of gaming sores. I just think that's a beautiful thing, and it's worthwhile changing your um, your current, um, I guess, your kind of more games please icon, your avatar. <laughs> yeah. You could just see it deteriorate in time. Yeah, just a little bit. This is an incredibly morbid conversation, and if I, I if anyone I mean, in your life is suffering from drug or alcohol addiction, uh, I apologize. And I highly recommend an addiction to board games. It'll fuf- it'll fulfill you in ways. It's it's financially equally as destructive, but it can be. Yeah, it can be for sure. It can be. Um, no, but I think it's important that you you know you have you have a hobby that can be kind of your little hobby. Is is you know, yeah, 
It's strange. Balance, as they always mm. say, is one of these kind of important a- a- things. Anything you love, you want to involve other people with. And plus, yeah. board games are such a social hobby, so it makes sense that you try and encourage your partner or your family or whoever to play it. But also, there's like a there's like a level of um, you, you have to like ease them into it and allow them to. Ha- not everyone always has the mental energy to learn a new game. You're like, ah, oh, I know you've been working all day, but I've got this three hour board game that I want to teach you the rules of that oh. I've that I've bought and I really want to play. Exactly. So just, just sit down and listen for a bit. God damn it. <laughs> and how are we gonna do this? So we're gonna do the bit where we read a bit of the rules and then we play and then we read a bit more of the rules and then we play or do we read the, all of the rules all the way through and then we try and play and then we end up stopping and starting and playing and there's all that kind of thing. So I see where you're, I kind of see where you're coming from. Um, what's, what's the next plan? I mean, are you, because one of the reasons when we first spoke was about the kind of the, the blog. Where are you with that? I mean, is that, is this, is this a difficulty where like a labour of love that takes an awful lot of work and organisational skills to keep going. And then you've got to weigh that up with a kind of a paid opportunity that is potentially something that could keep giving you an additional stream, you know, of income. I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that kind of wants to do all of it. It's it's difficult, yeah. though, because my my blog has... Uh, I don't even want... If, I, if you had, like, one of those stop clocks and every time you did something you started a clock and then when you stopped you stopped it it must be hundreds and hundreds of hours and you know i don't i don't do any of that because it makes me any modicum of money i remember it doesn't make me any money it loses me money basically and it's lucky that it's at the point now it's 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 sponsored by patreon or my patreon sponsors fund the site so they cover the the you know the costs of running the website so it doesn't lose me money in that sense anymore but in terms of the time you spend all time has value and you have to think like what am i getting out of this from a personal level and does it does it fulfill me in that way because it's not a a money-making venture you know spending like 50 hours on a project and getting like five dollars in your back pocket it's not really like a a return no. on on time investment, you know. So you, I, it it's something that I want to continue doing. So I, I'm currently I've got the vote going on for best board game art, and there's actually thousands of votes on that that have taken place in the last week, which is crazy. Um, last year it was hundreds, this year it's thousands. Um, so it's certainly something that's going well, um, and it's something that I want to keep investing time in. I've got like four interviews like in the bank already to be posted next year. Um, and it does become this difficult juggling act though, when you get offered paid work and you have a life and a job anyway, and then you've got to keep trying to fit in something that's very time consuming and requires a lot of um, chasing up and organization and the certain points, a- any project you go through, like uh, a point where you think, what what why am i doing this to myself like it's 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 midnight on a weeknight and i'm and i'm working on a website and i've got to be up for work <laughs> again in the in the morning and no one's even asking me to do this like there's no there's no there's no urgent need from anywhere in the community no one's like where's the latest board game art interview ross like no one's asking me 
you know, so like, who? Where's the words? Where's the words, Ross? Eh? Yeah. Eh? I haven't seen no words on your website. Eh? I can't do the accent. I'm going to stop trying. Um, <laughs> I'll leave that to you. You said that was almost Canadian. That was almost Canadian. I've been traveling. I've been traveling. You went A. You went A and yeah. I. Eh? See, because eh, where's the words, I? Well, I've been watching be a lot of Rodney Smith vlogs, so that would be what it is. That would be what it is. Picking it up, eh? Um, Lovely Rodney. So I, it's something I want to continue, and I, I still genuinely really enjoy it. Like every time an interview comes in and it's finished, you get you'll you'll know what I mean by this. You get this satisfaction of like the, it's something complete. It feels like really good like when you like if you re-listen to your interviews, you might be like, "Yeah, that was that's fun." Or when I read my interviews, I think, "Yeah, that's interesting. That's informative. People are gonna like this." Um, and I think it's it's tethering that to like expectations of what something will become. And I think something yeah. that I've had to kind of kind of reaffirm within myself that that website's never really going to break out of the niche that it's in. I can't have any expectations that it's going to become this big thing because it. I don't genuinely believe it ever will, and that's fine. That's never why I started it, uh, and it's something that's always going to continue because I drive it. No one else. Like, if, if I just stopped uploading stuff onto the website, I honestly don't think anyone would even ask. I think it would just disappear. Every time I post articles or interviews, you know, like, a couple of thousand people will read them, but there's no one knocking on my door to make them happen. That's all I'm saying. Like, weirdly, I've actually had a couple of artists email me recently and ask if I'll interview them. Um, big artists as well. Wow. And I'm like, that that feels like a thing that's nice. Um you know, it, uh, in my mind, I always thought maybe it'll just get easier to produce the content for the site. It'll all just start coming together easier and it will be less time consuming. That's not happened. It's continually been a push on my part. Um, but I really enjoy making the website and I don't want to stop. So I'm not going to stop anytime soon. I think it's got like, I think I'm going to have to do this thing where I just reassess each year. Much like I'm sure you probably go, you wake up and go, do I really want to speak to Ross for the 12th time on this podcast? In a- I was up since four o'clock this morning. I was just like so excited. I'm telling you now. <laughs> I was like, ah. But it's like, my wife's like, what are you doing? Why are you up at this time in the morning for? Ah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. What are you going to do? I'm going to go downstairs. What are you going to do? We need all the chocolate. Why are you eating all the chocolate? Because I need to speak to Ross. <laughs> Is it work? Like that as well, because customers phoning me. So you're in a very chipper mood today, Richard. Must I say? Could you help it's me? Very unlike with you. My Amazon Epi. <laughs> what was? What was? What are you doing? I'm going to speak And then just drop the phone and just throwing things about and stuff like that. So it has been, you know, it's been one of those, one of those days. I think. Speaking of Patreon. Oh yeah. My difficulty with Patreon is that you set up a Patreon mm. to get people to support you. Yeah. And then. You you feel that you should be given even more. Oh yeah, to oh, the yeah, Patreon sure. backers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm kind it's of in that thing. It's like I I I'm did a post to- on my Patreon today, and I and I just said, do you do you even want more from me? Like I feel like I need to give more, but do you even want more? Is that something that people yeah. need? Do they need that, or is that just me and my residual guilt for even being able to afford to keep my website on the internet? Like I feel guilty that people have kept it online. Um, but I think it's, I think it's really 
for me, if I support a Patreon, and this is a personal thing, if I support a mm. Patreon, it's because I want to help keep something going and I don't want anything extra because what they're doing already is enough. And that's how it should yeah. be, really. I think there's a problem with things like Patreon where people such as me or you, we already invest such a huge amount of our own personal enthusiasm and time and energy yeah. into a project. Yeah. And then for like for nothing not for nothing but for because we enjoy it and that's enough but then there's like this whole money comes into it and then then it's like if i post a picture of my knee on patreon once a week will like will you sponsor me for ten dollars and it's like i don't know i I feel i feel very split i don't know on that because I do see some some people who are fantastic at just keeping you know everything up to date, and massively, they do like massively, you know yeah. they do like um, here's this week's kind of cover art, and um, you know, and I, I got a hat you know hats off to them. The guys on Lucky Frog because I do mm. support a few people on mm. Patreon. I'm, I'm you know I I that's why I do because I am also of the opinion that I know the amount of work it's taking you yeah. to do this day in day out to be maybe not going to bed that extra hour early, to maybe getting up, to maybe missing out on lunch that day, to maybe going into work an hour early, or maybe not watching that TV show, or not sitting on your bum, scratching away or whatever. So I appreciate what you're doing, and I want the ability to be able to support you at the level that you're doing just now. Mm. But and so, but then I see people that, as I say, unlucky frog. They're fantastic at doing it. They like here's, you know, here's a here's a here's this week's episode art for everybody that's doing it. Here's a you know, I see a lot of folk. I've got um, for a friend of mine, um, Jeremy. He runs about four of. He's must be, we joke is about four or five podcasts. It's not even that. It's maybe a bit. It's maybe <laughs> about two or two or it's actually maybe four or five podcasts, but. They do like an early episode release and they do episode art yeah, and they've yeah, got yeah. questions and they've got kind of like a box of delights reward and everything like that. And I'm thinking, that's like a little industry in itself. And I'm thinking, and it's almost like Patreon is pushing people by allowing an RSS feed yeah, to, to release an RSS feed so they can people can get content earlier. So this, and, is, this is an interesting thing. So when I started my Patreon, I thought, I should, I should, you should always build in extra value for people who care enough to support you. That's something you should, you kind of should do. You should be like, all right, well, I'll, I'll give these people something extra because that's a nice thing to do for people to support you. And I, w- I said things like, you know, you'll get to see the interviews before they go on the website. I've not been very good at keeping up with that. I said, um, you know, I'll do a video blog, you know, once a month. And I did a couple, but no one watched them. So I was like, I've just made videos and no one's even watched them. Um, and, you know, I'll post about what I've been playing, but no one really read it. Because that's not what they wanted. I, no. I, I thought that I would, I would give them more things. But really, I was making busy work for myself. And that's not what they really wanted from it. They just thought, I like that he's doing it. And that he's got a nice round face. So we'll help support him in what he's doing, yeah. and I don't, I don't want to see his face talking at me, and I don't want to know what games he's been playing. I see enough of him on Twitter, or anyway, I'd pay him to speak less. Maybe I'll make that one of my Patreon. 
Goals. <laughs> less know, less, it, less tweets a day from us. I'd be up to $5,000 a month if I did that. Imagine that. Yeah. I'll not speak for a month. Yeah, I'll half my podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll do half the podcasts if you sponsor me for 10. Give me I'll do half 10. the podcasts and still end up doing more podcasts than anyone else. Everyone else combined on the internet. Which is not funny because it's fucking true yeah i was like look at because i was like i did this kind of like oh i'll just do like a for the kickstarter i'll just do like a quick kind of oh this is what we've done this year just as me trying to justify jesus you must please. got t- you must got tired of typing out the, the please, different guests please <laughs> please and then it was like and then i was like okay so how how many episodes did we do and i was like okay i'll just add all this up and it's a hundred yeah, a hundred yeah. episodes in the year, and it's like, and I was like, well, how many guests? And it's like, oh, probably about ninety. Yeah, it's like ninety. I've yeah. spoken to ninety different people. Yeah, and then I've got like companies that other guys that are just like <laughs> they've been going for like years more, yeah. and they're going episode eighty nine of the Dice Tower Network. <laughs> yeah, they're going, oh my Basically, goodness, I've got. I've got 140 episodes on you guys, and I've just well. Like, I remember I when so, we spoke so at the ashamed. start, at the start of last year, and you'd done like God knows how many, and you'd done like 38, and it was like one month into the year, and I was like, "How are you? How's this even possible? How how can anyone conceivably even do that many?" You do you? I think we were chatting, and immediately after we finished talking, you were starting another podcast, like um, like like after our episode, you yeah. hung, you hung up on you it's onto another one straight away. Back. Yeah, but then I I just really like speaking to people. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's there's not I don't know it was like I I don't know I'm really I'm just, like I'm kind of like sales well I'm consultancy now but I do a lot of I do a lot of sales as well so I got to be able to speak to people but I find people really really fascinating I don't think there's anybody out there that's genuinely kind of dull and boring that you can't have some kind of conversation about anything at all, which always really, really kind of has always fascinated me. And my always thing is, it's like, if it's a, if it's a rubbish episode of the podcast, it's not the guest's fault. It's my fault because I didn't find the thing that lit the spark that flicked them over from me being, oh, what's he going to ask next to going, oh, I've got this. Hold my beer. I'm going to talk, you know. I'm going to talk the hell out of this now. Just hold me. And, you know, it's finding that. And that kind of fascinates how people kind of tick. And people that have never, I've had people that have never podcasted before. I've had people that have had their own, have, you know, they've, you know, they've run, been running their own podcast for, you know, Gabe Barrett, for instance, you know, and Jamie Stegmeyer, you know, he's doing his own vlog and videos. I've had like Ed O'Baraf, who's like, who is a fellow content creator, all these yeah. different people kind of on to people that have like, so, I've never ever done a podcast before. I've never actually really spoken to anyone before in this way. How do I do it? And it's all that. I just continually find it fascinating to speak to something. Yes, I am speaking to somebody after I speak to you. (laughs) Of course you are. I wouldn't expect anything different. But it's just, I find it kind of continually exciting, which is when it's like, when I find something continually exciting, am I, that's when I feel bad about, um, am I, Am I being cheeky then asking people to help with the money side of things or helping me be better at what I'm doing? Because, you know, we are, and by the time this comes out, this it was a possibility that the Kickstarter will be finished. So I'm going to say this now. We've run a Kickstarter. We started it. I started it on a whim <laughs> because, seriously, I just went, ah, 
I'm just going to put this up there and see what happens. And we've got a fully funded Kickstarter that's going to help me get a better computer and go places. And 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 I'm 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 constantly at the moment going, is this actually happening? Is somebody going to come along and go? Actually, we've got the wrong guy. I think that's what's like in some ways. There are all these kind of crowdfunding things are difficult for a variety of reasons, but I think that's between something like Patreon and Kickstarter. Sometimes Kickstarter is a little bit healthier for content creators because you get money and then you just continue to work. You're like, this is what I've done. Do you want to keep supporting that? Cool. Whereas Patreon, because it's a drip feed, yeah. you have this like constant pressure of, you know, are you continue like, for example, my Patreon, um, it was it started quite well in terms of people signing up to it and then it kind of stagnated and no one knew signed up to it and then i had a few people drop off and then you're like oh am i, am I a worse human now just yeah. am i a has been i'm a has been my website's one years old and everyone's over it already but then you think you know what they supported it and there was no obligation for them to can you continue supporting it it was great they did it all i really appreciate that they were there for any point of time and it is what it is, you know. And I think if you do a Kickstarter, people can go, here you go, we really like what you've done. Do another year. And that's nice. That's kind of like more of a... It's a different relationship. I cried when we funded. I'll be on. Really? Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. That's great. <laughs> Seriously. I like, because I saw it, because I switched on, it's like, we funded in 10 hours. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of turned out, I think I put it on at 11 o'clock at night. See, this is this is the kind of like emotional response that people have that that no one really quite understands. Though anyone who doesn't like do this, they don't really quite understand how much it means to people when people actually yeah. like what you do. Like I, when I did my my um my my vote, which I've you know I've mentioned enough times now for it to be uh, boring. <laughs> is that but your vote my- about the best artwork of board games? in 2018 why yes it is um okay anyway by the time this comes out uh it'll be the results i imagine but in the first in the first and this is the thing so this doesn't require any money off anyone it just requires them to go to a web page so it's different but in the first 24 hours a thousand people had voted on it and i was like what that's like a thousand people in 24 hours have done something that i asked and yeah. No, it wasn't that wasn't me like now what can I make them do it was just like that's just that's just really nice that anyone would care at all about anything I've done and I, everything I do I try and frame in a positive light and it's meant to be genuinely speaking it's meant to be beneficial to the community it's meant to be something that people can enjoy it's meant to be something for for people like you maybe not you uh, we'll exclude you from this but you know other Thank people you. other people to enjoy <laughs> Um, and the idea, you know, behind that is that you are part of the community, but also kind of like giving something back. And there's a difficulty when you then ask for things in return that kind of can sour things, uh, for the people making the content or people asking, you know, for a Patreon and stuff like that. So I try and ensure that I've got like barriers in place, mental barriers where I don't allow a lack of interest or a lack of engagement to to take away from my enjoyment of of being a part of it um but when things go well it means a lot and i think you know that's what people don't necessarily always realize or remember that like 
as much as we were joking before the podcast about liking everything in a conversation or the you know yeah. like retweeting stuff, you know, if you don't necessarily care, that could all mean a huge deal to whoever it is. You can just lift somebody's day. Well, yeah, despite, com- completely. Know. Like, you know, I remember um, when I went to Essen, when I was at Essen, um, I walked by the Board Game Geek booth and Rodney Smith was there and Rodney was like, oh, I really want to talk to you. And I was like, <laughs> why? It's me. Uh, and then we were chatting, but people kept coming over to say hi to Rodney because obviously it's Rodney Smith. Yeah. He's, you know, he's not only a really nice guy, but he's also in the community, a big deal. And then it, it got to the point where we didn't, we hadn't really got to speak. So we went behind the scenes. Like we went back in backstage in the board game geek booth and just chatted for like 20 minutes. And Things like that remind me of how many enthusiastic, normal humans there are in the industry. And it doesn't matter what level you're at, whether you're someone who's arguably, you know, uh, a bona fide board game celebrity, or you're someone like me that's got, uh, you know, an art website that some people like, and they're enthusiastically doing stuff. Uh, But everyone is here because we we love the community and like they were passionate about it. And I thought that was, for me, that was like a really nice moment that it showed that if anything, someone in the industry had just gone, he actually really genuinely cares about this stuff. That's, that's, that's interesting. I kind of want to know a bit more about it. So that, yeah. that was nice that he was basically like, he, it was just a reflection of the fact that I was enthusiastic and a, and a genuine human. Whereas, you know, sometimes you worry like uh, they, I always joke with my friends that I'm uh, that I'm you know an influencer, and I'm like you know I go into like shops and I just like just look at a, a shirt and they want to buy it. They want to buy it more now because I've like been seen near it. Um, I don't. I go to shops. Folks think I'm shoplifting. <laughs> um. I hate shopping. I, that's yeah. I hate it. Go and keep it. He's in again. Go and that boy from the Wizards thing. Go and keep him away from the magic cards. For goodness sake. Tom is gone for one, <laughs> and I'm, and then I'm gone. But uh, yeah, and that's one of the um, reasons why I liked going to Expo so much because I'd bump into people that I'd had some kind of interaction with online, and I'd just go, "Hey," and they'd be like, "Hey," and we'd just be like a couple of people, just real happy to be enjoying the hobby together in a space, yeah. getting out. It's just nice to get outside, isn't it? It is. It is. It's the old Markham and Wise thing. You know, it's nice out. Yeah, I think I'll take mine out. Um, <laughs> we do. So, what are you doing next then? I mean, is this? I mean, when are you? When are you starting your own podcast? Because you have to. Well, about a year ago, I was like, I'm going to start my own podcast, and then I thought, what? What about? <laughs> what about? <laughs> Obviously, board games, but I'm just like, I, I like, oh, I like board games. What, what do you reckon on them? And um I think a, I think an art podcast about board games would be absolutely hilarious. People will love hearing me um go hey, you should see it. I mean you can't, but you really you should see it. This oh, the artwork on it. Mm. It's got it's all amazing. the should have seen all the line work, those colors. <laughs> if this was a pizza it'd be stuffed crust. <laughs> it'd be be bit garlic. Um if this was a cheese to- it'd have holes in it. It's that level. <laughs> I've got some iron brew. Um, do you want? Do you want? Do you want? Look at our question. Oh yeah, we've got a question. Oh, maybe I'll check. Okay. Should I check social media right now? 
Let's check how many um, questions we have from the social media. <laughs> This is going to be brilliant. How many likes and subscribes have I got since we've been talking? 15 likes. People just like you. I like you, but not that much. (laughs) And the question comes from um, Bill, who's at the hashtag Incorrigible Club. That's Bill at the Incorrigible Club. And his hashtag, um, his um, Twitter handle is at Fitzy Simmons. And... uh, he, you can find him at instagram.com forward slash bladio22 because I think you should all get in contact with him for this stormer of a question that they have submitted, which is... Do you want to, have you found the question? Oh, should, I, should I read it? I think um, so. All right, so the, the question is... I'll, oh, I'll, do it. I'll do the voice I imagine he has. Um, which is which is yeah yeah he's in Canada so his uh, Canadian accent is what sorts of magic has Richard (laughs) Profession I don't know why everyone seems like they're from the same place are there others that he'd like to develop more skill in that's the question that was pretty Canadian right that was uh Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Is that more he'd like to develop skill in? Eh? <laughs> I was going to wonder. I was going yeah. to be disappointed if you missed the eh out at the end. Um, <clears throat> it depends what he's talking about. Is he talking about close-up or projectile? Because um, I but have... It depends what you're talking about. I don't know. I mean... Close-up um, or projectile? Yeah. Projectile magic is the ability to influence others from a distance. Close-up magic is the ability just to kind of influence them there and then, yeah. So, for instance, from a distance, if possible, depending on the skill level, I can make somebody feel a certain level of emotion. Like bloated. Whereas close-up, I can do more things. So, further away, I can make maybe somebody feel slightly thirsty or too hot or too cold. It's kind of more environmental type magic. Okay, here's a question. So I'll just yeah. give you a scenario. So let's okay. say we were sat at a 30-person uh, feast table, mm-hmm. right? And I was wearing a thick wool jumper. Mm-hmm. What 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 could you what could you do from that kind of distance? Your opposite ends. Mm-hmm. Um, direct line of sight. Mm-hmm. I'm eating uh, I'm eating a Frey Bentos pie out of a tin okay what what could you do okay. in that situation um there's a couple of things i could make um i could influence the production of saliva in your mouth so you would make it feel like it was the tastiest pie you'd ever eaten at the same time i could also make you feel slightly more hungrier because it's kind of um and hot or cold i could make you feel extremely cold even though you're wearing the kind of jumper or kind of feeling strangely hot i can also um make you um, hear uh, the music from Fleetwood Mac. It's a side thing, but it's something that also happens, um, generally from the Rumours album. Who knew? Um, so that's one of the things I can do. Um, if you're closer... I'll give you another scenario, um, yeah. Let's say okay, uh, okay. let's say I was uh, wearing a negligee and sat on your knee, uh, mm-hmm. gently combing your hair. Mm-hmm. What kind of magic could you do on me then? <laughs> Anything you wanted. <laughs> I don't feel like that was an appropriately detailed response after uh, 
after uh, you making this free bentos pie taste like the best pie of my life. I just need a minute. I'm still <laughs> still visioning it. No. Nope. Still still thinking. Let that one percolate for a minute. I am definitely. No, that'd be about it, really. You know, that'd be good. Are there any other skills that I'd like to develop more skill in? Um, I'd like the um, ability to... Um, to um, that's how I put it. There's a difficult way to do it. I'd like the ability to make people feel happy, which is a really difficult one to do. That's tricky. Yeah. Um, it's very easy to take things away, um, but it's very difficult to make people kind of happy. It's a very, very high-level spell. Um, it's actually easier to turn yourself into a tiger than it is the ability to make somebody smile. So there you go. Mm. Which is why magic's rubbish. Because you could just tell them a joke and make them smile. But wizards never think like that because they're the most impractical creatures in the world. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. Rubbish. The whole lot. There you go, Bill. Hope you're happy. Put the whole thing into a downer. However, I do this fabulous vision of Ross now in my head. Well, that always, so thank you, you know, for... that was magic in itself. That was magic in itself. That's, that's, that's the smile I brought to your face. <laughs> no magic required. <laughs> no magic required. No magic required. Um, where, <laughs> on that note, where can we find you on the internet webs? Uh, I mean, it's it's getting hard. You're getting hard pushed to to avoid me on the internet these days. So, I would say if you want to find me, uh, you can go on my website uh, that we have discussed at great length, uh, which is moregamesplease.com, and you can check out either the vote whenever this comes out, if it's still going, which it won't be. So you can check out the results of the best art of 2018 vote, which, like I say, was my way of giving back to the community. It seemed like a nice thing to do. My battery is low. God damn. <laughs> Quick drama. We've got drama here. We've got drama in the last minute and he's fallen. He's fallen. He's fallen. We've not only destroyed his computer, we've potentially hurt him. Oh no. He's actually. Something's happened. Oh dear. As I just hope he's still recording. For those who have just joined us, um, Mr. Ross Connell appears to have done something to his computer, which means the kind of the. It's all kind of dropped out and it's got a bit fuzzy. So we're going to hang on in here. And we're hoping to hear from the palace. We're hoping to hear from the palace in the next five minutes. Any second now. He could be back. Or he could be away. For good. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Louise. It's one of these things, please. Um, yeah. Mm, right, okay. So we <laughs> I'm keeping that in because that was brilliant. Oh, oh that was... That's too much for me on a Thursday night. It's just too much, right? That's too much excitement. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to continue. I'm out my flow because usually, you know, I ask you where you are, and then you go, you don't go. Oh my, my battery's died. <laughs> not my, not my microphone on the floor, and then the line goes dead. That's that's the best way. <laughs> I think it's just at the end where what you do is you kind of you kind of would probably end. 
at the um, with the the Hulk piano music. Oh yeah, you know the dun 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 dun. Yeah, just just with my thumb out on the highway, just trying to flag down just to rise exactly. anywhere else. Just it's almost it's else. almost like you know you you asked me how you could find me, and I was like, shit, what if you do find me? Like, <laughs> Crank caller. Crank I've been caller. on the run. I've been on the run so long. I wasn't. I wasn't tired. prepared for that. I'm just tired. But think of everywhere you've been while you've been on the run. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, okay. So yes. I'm going to just drive in and say, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, oh, let's bring this back into some kind of semblance of order. Yeah. Go to the internet webs. <clears throat> search for We're Not Wizards. You'll find us. Well, I may as well say how you can find me uh, whilst we're still here. Uh, So, more games, please, on Instagram. More games, plus, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, More games, please.com. It's all linked off moregamesplease.com anyway. So, if you were. So, there you go. If you were foaming and foaming at the bit. Foaming at the bit? Chomping at the bit. Chomping. Chomping at Foaming and chomping. It's all gone, it's all gone get, wrong. Get on that internet. Doctor time. Doctor time. Um, you can also, obviously, you can find us on all the all the podcast catchers, um, your stitchers and your speakers and your earcasts. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Instagram as well and Twitter and also Facebook and our website and our blog. And, uh, yeah, so you can find us all there by searching for We're Not Wizards. Um, you can, if you like us a lot, then there's a couple of things you can do. The first thing you can do is if you listened along to tonight and you went, okay, who can, else can we inflict this on? Because I know if I've had to put up with it, I'm definitely wanting somebody else to put up with it as well and share the pain. Is to not because Ross, because Ross is fantastic, but obviously having to listen to my inane garbage. Um, tell somebody, you know, let them know. One of the ways that we grow is through word of mouth and, um, you know, fantastic to hear new people kind of enjoying the show and finding us in lots of different places, worn out places, same old faces, etc, <laughs> etc. Et um, the other thing you can do is if you go to Apple Podcasts, if you drop us a subscription and if you, um, that'd be very, very nice. If you like us even more, consider giving us a rating or a review. And as we say, um, it's 2019. We don't care. We're still living it like it's 2016 because it's our third year doing the show. Um, but if you like us a lot, then consider giving us a rating or a review. If you are going to give us a rating or a review, don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big-headed. But don't give us one star because it maketh us cry. You know, and I'm getting older, which means I'm getting even more ugly as a crier. Um, give us something in the middle, like a five, because it's average, and we're mm. just a little bit average. It's an average podcast for average people. <laughs> yes, it is. We'll have no trouble here. Um, <laughs> but the person who's not been average is the rather wonderful, the always fantastic, the roaming all about the place. You know, seriously, if you get a chance to meet Ross, then take that chance and meet Ross because he is one of the most affable, friendly, approachable and interesting people that I've met in this hobby so far. He didn't know I was going to say that, but he's maybe sat there and surprised. But, you know, it's just one of these things. Stunned. Um, Stunned. There you go. There you go. I've liked and subscribed, if you look at it that way. Um, (laughs) He rang my bell. There's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards? 
No, we are most definitely not. Do you know what? That's probably why things went wrong, because I started talking rubbish about wizards. <laughs> Somebody went, I'll curse you. That's what, <laughs> that's what happened. I'll make his battery die us, basically. I think you know it was I mean? the negligee that just sucked all of the power out of the battery. <laughs> the it went, ooh, juice. <laughs> yeah, all of the juice just came out of that laptop <laughs> in one go. <laughs> Can't handle it. Can't the CD handle drive, it. The CD drive popped open. <laughs> Various kind of rockets taken off in the space. All that jazz. All that jazz. Um, and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a good. It's a goodbye. Goodbye. The wonderful, the fantastic, <laughs> the amazing, Mister Ross Carroll. Say goodbye, Ross. I love you. Goodbye. Bye. And it's a goodbye for me. Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. Um, and you are all. Amazing. All of you. Every single one of you. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. You are fantastic. And I hope this is the start of a fantastic year for every single one of you. I care for you all a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. And until the next time, though, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs>